0: Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams.
1: Welcome to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host. Zanetta Adams, Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, and I'm so excited because today is Women Veterans Recognition Day. Today is also the second year anniversary of my appointment to this position, and I'm so excited to be talking today about Women Veterans Recognition Day as well as the She is a Veteran celebration. Joining us today will be my co-host, Erica Hoover, the Women Veterans and Special Populations Coordinator at the MVAA. Andrew Robichaud to talk about the the behind-the-scenes information, Linda Jones, one of our women veterans, and she is a veteran candidate, as well as Senator Winnie Brinks, who was a champion for our Women Veterans Recognition Day this year. You will not want to miss this show as we celebrate women all across the state of Michigan today. So stay tuned for when we return on The Veterans Perspective. We will have a great show for you.
2: I chose to retire early for my family. It was way easier to leave my extended family. But then when my son came along, I was gone for the first like four years of his life on a ship. He didn't know who I was when I came home. Like put his hand in my face and like, don't come near me kind of thing. When I go back to think about it, that was probably harder than going to Sear and all that other stuff just because, you know, that's your kid. Welcome
1: back to the Veterans Perspective. What a story by Candy Robertson. You know, I remember when I came back home, I had uh, two two two-year-olds and a five-year-old. And, you know, I remember that same feeling of my children really kind of not understanding why I was back and you know, really being connected to my husband. So that is really heartbreaking. And it's something that women have to to deal with. And, and I know fathers have to deal with that as well. Um, but, but specifically, we know that, um, you know, women are a lot of times a nurturer. So I'm so excited to bring back co-host uh, Erica Hoover, who is our Women Veterans and Special Populations Coordinator. Welcome back to the show, Erica. Thank you, Director Adams. It's awesome to be here again. Yeah. So you um got to interview Candy Robertson and talk to her and we did a, a whole women veterans. Uh, she is a veteran um, campaign around her story. And so just hearing those difficulties, I mean, I'm sure you've talked to other women who've dealt with some of these types of things.
0: Yeah, definitely. Candy's story is unique, but it's also not unique. Um, Women face this every single time they go on deployment. Um, And I don't have children, but I really felt for Candy and and making the tough decision and coming back and having to, you know, reintegrate into her family. Um, It was, you know, it's just I think this resounds with women Michigan wide and the United States wide as well.
1: Yeah, and I think that's why it's important to have this Women Veterans Recognition Day, right? Because, you know, women are facing all different types of difficulties. You know, I remember when I came back, it was, I didn't have time to decompress. I didn't have time to just be a veteran who had been gone for a year and come back and Get acclimated. It was kind of like, okay, I'm handing you the kids, the diapers, the everything, and just get back to business as usual. And so I didn't have that time to decompress. So I I understand those challenges, and I understand that there are a lot of women who've gone through that. But you know, there are other challenges that women veterans are facing out there. Many veterans are facing, but women veterans in general um, that that encompass all of this plus other things. And I think it's important to recognize that not only are we celebrating Women Veterans Recognition Day, but this month is Pride Month as well. And we know that women are struggling with difficulties around that part of their service and their lives and their their sexual orientation as well.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, And, you know, I I really love that you've given time to talk about this. Um, You know, some of the unique challenges um, is uh, for LGBTQ veterans really are like coming out to your provider. Um, A lot of times, people don't come out to their provider and then they don't get the kind of care that they need that's according to their gender that they identify with, or um, they're just, it's just a really stressful situation. So, um, you know, those are one of the things that, you know, I think is super important that all of our LGBTQ veterans out there know is that so important, come out to your provider, let them know who you are, how you identify, um, that way you can get the care that you deserve. Well, I I think that's important to do that
1: as well, especially for those Those women who may be um, dealing with trying to um, come out after, you know, laws like don't ask, don't tell and feeling that that stigma behind that. But then they also have children or they they also have they have they have a past that's different than their present. And so then there's I, I I would suspect that there's more stigma and there's more hesitancy in coming out about those things.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I would say also, you know, something for, you know, our trans brothers and sisters, um, they are, you know, probably one of the most discriminated against folks in the VA. Um, they have a really hard time accessing gender affirming services. Um, even though the VAs come a long way, they do provide hormone therapy. And, um, I know that there's a bill right now that, you know, there will be childcare available. So that's huge. Um, and then also, you know, something to know, the VA does not provide, you know, gender affirming surgeries or reconstructive surgeries, but they do have an LGBTQ coordinator um, and they can help you connect to, co- to providers that are actually culturally competent and understand who you are and where you're coming from.
1: I think that's so important, Erica, that you mentioned that um, the VA is doing better. I mean, there's always still work to do in all of our different spheres, but I think it's important for women of yesterday to understand that the VA today is not how it was 10 years ago, five years ago, even two years ago. And so it's more welcoming um, and it's a more welcoming environment for uh, for women as well. And in even that community, that the trans community and the LGBTQ community in general. And so I would say, you know, if you're, if you're hesitant to reach out because of past experiences, you know, take that step forward and reach out again, because many things have changed. And one of the things that I was very excited that you know we in Michigan helped champion was um, pushing for the, uh, the uh, ha- signs regarding harassment in the VA and how it's not an acceptable environment. And so I'm hearing that these signs are out now. I haven't seen one myself yet, but it's really exciting to see, like if you keep knocking on the door and pushing the envelope and advocating, then you can start to see change. And so that's what Women Veterans Recognition Day is about.
0: Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you have to speak up, you have to, you know, speak up, speak out and and protect uh the women veterans around you um whether they are our trans you know brothers or sisters lgbtq veterans anybody that you see um at harassment definitely has no place in the va or in this in this state well
1: i appreciate you joining us in this segment i'm looking forward to us talking in another segment as well and just to put it out there how can you celebrate women veterans recognition day today you can participate in the uh Women Veterans 5K, you can uh, post with the hashtag uh, Women Veterans 5K or MI Women Veterans and you can get involved. See you after the break.
2: I always knew that I was a veteran, but I never talked about it. It was the end of Vietnam nobody wanted to hear any of that. They did not want to know if you served because the climate of the country was much different. When I was discharged they discharged us and we were done. That was it. So when I got out I knew I was a veteran. I started having a family. You just don't talk about it to people and nobody ever asked me if I was a veteran.
1: Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective.
2: So you just heard a sound
1: bite of Teresa Robinson's story from her the She is a Veteran campaign. And uh, joining me again is Erica. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Teresa's soundbite. But, you know, um, Erica, you know, as I hear this and and I think about those veterans that I've talked with that are Vietnam era veterans and Vietnam veterans who were just not welcomed back. And I know that even during the time she served women, we're not really even viewed. I mean, still, even now people don't view us as, as, as veterans. And so I can't even imagine, but just hearing the way that her voice trembled and the passion that she had in her voice during that moment, it just, it it touches you, right?
0: Yeah, it definitely does. It's one of the most impactful things I've heard, I think in this campaign and how emotional she was Um, And then kind of how she came and rose out of that and that knowing that I'm a veteran and, you know, really sticking up for herself. And, um, yeah, it's Teresa has been amazing through this campaign. It's just been so wonderful to get to know her. Well, and, you know, you had to
1: listen to these stories. We were able to parse that down into a few minutes of several moments in time. But you heard these stories, hours of hours of stories. you know, how, how did you keep it together?
0: <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> um, I cried right along with, I think almost every single person. Um, it wasn't our intent to get tears out of anybody. That's for sure. You know, we wanted to show each story with dignity and respect and, you know, really get to the heart of every, every woman's story. Um, but I felt a piece of myself and every single story too. And so, you know, that really brought out a lot of emotion and, you know, we, we weren't afraid to show it during these interviews. It was, it was just such a joy.
1: And, and that's great that we were able to, to highlight these women in this way. And so I want to talk about a little bit, you know, before we talk about some of the behind the scenes information, I want to talk a little bit about where this idea came from and, you know, why were you inspired to have this entire campaign around women veterans?
0: Yeah. So I was part of, um, I'm part of the National Association for State Women Veteran Coordinators. And uh, one of the members uh, from Oregon created the I Am Not Invisible campaign. Um, And when I pitched that to our Women Veterans Advisory Board, they just, they weren't feeling the I Am Not Invisible. It felt really negative. um, And they kind of wanted to spin off their own thing for Michigan. Um, And so I thought of the she is a veteran campaign. How we get, you know, photos and and videos and stories and written stories and social media content, and then we kind of pick those up and take them with us to do listening sessions around the state. We wanted an action behind it, um, and that's definitely coming and on its way. Um, and so we we just really wanted to do something a little bit different with a Michigan stamp and and tell the stories of. All the kinds of women veterans that serve in Michigan, from all the areas, from all the branches, and and really kind of encompass that whole um, demographic.
1: Well, that's great. And so, um, you know, I believe there were six stories out there. How did you decide which ones were going to be the ones that represented women veterans across the state? That's I mean, yeah, that
0: six. was <laughs> yeah, that was really hard. Um, you know, I I just had to choose those that were you know, that I could tell that they wanted to be a little more vulnerable. Um, And then I had to reiterate to them that, you know, their stories were going to be out there and they had to be okay with that. And so that's really um, that's so important because I really wanted to be um, honest and respectful and, you know, kind of hold their hands through it and make sure that they were okay with every single thing that we were doing and they knew that they could trust us. Um, And so, you know, it was just kind of picking through and making sure that we had folks that represented, you know, women in Michigan and, you know, of all eras, all branches, all races and ethnicities, sexualities, and so on and so on. And that's hard to do in six people. Um, But I think we did pretty good.
1: I, I definitely think that we did a great job and you did a great job championing this. And, you know, I think I would be remiss if we didn't talk about like that behind the scenes, because these videos are, are just really, I would say, a work of art. And they really captured the real essence of what the storytelling was about. And so I wanted to bring on Andrew Robichaud, who is our awesome, you know, uh, I, 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 you know, I can't say what I really want to say because we're on radio, but he, he does a phenomenal job of, of bringing together the ideas and the passion behind whatever project we're working on and making it sing really. And so Andrew, welcome to the show.
3: Hi, thank you for having me on today.
1: So I wanted to talk to you. I mean, you, you haven't served in the military but you are serving the military or the veteran community in the job that you're doing right now. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what it was like pulling these stories together and how you were able to capture some of the essence of what these women were talking about in those stories.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um so I I, I would say so each one of these stories um it was really important to me to one you know ha- let their words speak and um let each one of these women uh, kind of tell share share their story and uh uh r- rather than me just trying to um you know summarize what their story was I I really wanted, you know, them to be like the storytellers and to in uh, and, and also and I would say like it, it was um, just spending hours and hours kind of with their interviews and um, you know finding what was the most compelling uh, parts of their stories. Um, one like what what was most important to each one of these veterans, but also to kind of like what what piece of their stories did I. Think that other veterans and other people were going to be able to kind of connect with the most, um, you know, fr- from what what they had to say. Uh, so, like like I said, it was hours and hours of just kind of listening through different parts of their interviews and uh, making lots of notes. Um, got pages and pages of notes. Uh, but yep.
1: Well, I would say not everybody is able to do that, Andrew. And so you were able to capture those those raw moments, those moments, and. I, And I'll say, too, you know, I am not a part of the She is a Veteran campaign, but I've done some videos that have been I I think our very first main video was really heart wrenching to me talking about suicide prevention. And I don't know, there's something about you, Andrew, you're able to get the tears because (laughs) I'm like, I am the new director of this agency and I'm crying in front of my staff. But you were able (laughs) to pull something out of me just being behind the scenes so I can only imagine how you worked with these women. And I have to say that um, you really were able to capture um, the essence of, of their journey through those few minutes and moments in time um, of all the hours that you dug through. So I just want to thank you for all that you did. And I, I know that the women are very appreciative and feel like they had a wonderful product created from what you did. Thank you. And And I do want to just add, you know, so Eric, I want to ask, you know, we have these stories out there. They're living in perpetuity, you know, uh, for all to see where can people find out more information about uh, viewing these six dynamic individuals and their stories?
0: So they can find them on on YouTube, our Michigan Veterans YouTube page. I know they can find them on Facebook, on our Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency Facebook page. They're also on our new website um michigan.gov slash mvaa i believe is our new website uh and so they're everywhere and i know millions of people have seen them and you know i just really wanted to out loud thank andrew again he really you know he really hit it out of the park and he's been an amazing partner in this and so uh, are we going to add any more stories erica you know what i would love to add more stories um, I think it's time, though. You know, part of the plan was to take this on the road, um, get people to really identify and pull them into these listening sessions, and and get you know Michigan on the next, uh, the next, the next page. You know, for women veterans to really advocate for the things that that we need in the state. Well, that's amazing. Are you ready for that, Andrew?
3: Yes, uh, uh, yeah, uh, of course.
1: Well, I definitely want to thank you, uh, Andrew, for joining us today and for, uh, you know, really all your work that you did. And Erica, looking forward to chatting with you in the next segment. So uh, stay tuned with us because we'll be right back on The Veterans Perspective.
2: Because I found a community of women and mental health professionals that have gathered around me There's so many of us that have lived, not just surviving, we're thriving. I rediscovered my joy for music and performing and falling back in love with myself and with my kids and stuff. It's been a journey. There's still dark times. It's not all roses, but I know that I'll make it.
1: So welcome back. Wow. You know, that quote, um, what sticks out to me is that it's been a journey it's not all roses, but I know I'll make it. That is so impactful. You know, our uh, we've been talking today about Women Veterans Recognition Day, and we're talking about some of the women who are part of our She is a Veteran campaign. And Linda Jones is one of those standout uh, veterans who really is making an impact through her story. Wouldn't you agree, Erica?
0: Yeah, uh, a million percent. I mean, she's had an impact on me from day one when we first met. Um and I think it has just rippled through the community.
1: yeah, yeah and i'm 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 so fortunate that we get to talk to her today. but you know, you know you kind of mentioned a little bit before we get into um, having our conversation with her. You mentioned, you know since the day you met, what was it like doing that interview with her?
0: It was really emotional. Um, we had a another um, one of our previous comes um, folks, oki um, did the actual interview, but we kind of, you know, we chatted beforehand and we all got comfortable with each other. And Linda had like a spoken word poem that she spoke and we were in this really cool area of one of her friends and there's books. And, um, it was, I got chills. Like I got, I just, you know, I just felt like we were in the right place at the right time. And we were telling somebody's story that needed to be told in our community. And it was, I mean, it was, it was kind of epic. I have to say like, uh, Linda will, um, have left a mark on me, and I know a lot of people for
1: forever. <clears throat> yeah, I can, I can hear the emotion in your voice, and you know, I've met her myself, and she does leave a lasting positive impact, you know, and that's what's important. You know, there's so many people that leave an impact, but, you know, not always positive, and she's left a positive mark on so many, and so her journey was important for her to go through, I believe, for her to be able to pour into others, and so you know, before we bring her on, I just wanted to tell our listeners a little bit about her. So Linda is a native of Gary, Indiana. Um, she left home in 1978 to join the United States Army as part of the first co-ed basic training unit at Fort Jackson, South Carolina. Um, um, she also learned the skills of soldiering beside her uh, male team members and gained a profound sense of pride and accomplishment. Later, she received training as a combat medic and a behavioral spe- science specialist After four years serving tours, both in the US and in Germany, she was discharged honorably, then married and had three sons. Later, she became a single mother and a survivor of many personal hardships. Despite the difficulties Ms. Jones endured, she worked, raised her children, and used her talents as a writer, speaker, and actress to serve her community.
2: We wanna welcome Linda to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Director Adams. It's great to be with you again.
1: Yeah, I know the last time you were here, um, you left an impact, and I know we were able to share in some of those talents that you have, so I hope that we can share in some of those again, but before we get to that point, you know, I really want to talk to you about, you know, what has been the impact since, you know, it's been a few months since your story um, launched on Facebook, and we did this live stream event, and launching your part of the story, what, what have you heard from that, what, what, what have you received from that since then?
2: Oh, where do I begin? First of all, just the opportunity uh, to be able to do something like, like that was amazing. I, um, it gave me an opportunity to really share a part of myself and it took courage, but once it was done, I realized why I, I was chosen. And I believe I was chosen not just by you, but by my walk to do that. I've had women reach out to me, female veterans reach out to me from all over the state of Michigan. Um, Saying that they saw the YouTube video, how they had not told their story, how some of them had been more years than my experience had been ago, 30, 40, three or four decades ago. And opening up with me on the phone, um, just crying with them, listening to their stories, I have been offered an opportunity to co-create a performing arts program for veterans here in the city of Detroit. Uh, we're working on a grant right now, um, myself and um, another a woman who's not a veteran. So, because at the end, I said that that healing and performing arts were two of the things that were a passion for me. It's afforded me that opportunity to be able to connect personally, and then to forward my own personal passion in healing and using the talents that I have. It has been phenomenal. It's so crazy. I looked on, on um, YouTube and the video has been viewed 71,000 times. Wow. When you think about being able to talk to 71,000 people by the miracle of the Internet and tell your story, it's like personal intimate time with me that they spent. It amazes me. And the ripples keep going out and it's all good. There hasn't been anything negative yet. I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of She is a Veteran. It's blessed me, healed me and propelled me into my into my vision. Well,
1: I will say that, you know, with 71,000 views, if you get one negative, then you have 71,000 other positives to get you through that. So don't even just ignore those haters if they come. But, I, you know, I will say that, you know, you, you mentioned Detroit and, and, and that's where you live. And that's where I'm so excited that you're going to be doing some performing arts. Um, things there. But I wanted to give you an update in case you didn't know that Detroit just passed their very first Women Veterans Recognition Day resolution. So June 12th is Women Veterans Recognition Day in Detroit as well. So I had to put that out and shout that out as well. So yes, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, women are making a positive change and we're pushing the envelope and other people are jumping on board. So your story Mm -hmm. is, is a testament to others that through sharing your journey whether it be with a therapist or somebody trusted and starting to to reach out to share that there are returns and it may not be the same type of returns as yours but there are returns nonetheless that are going to help you through that. So, Absolutely. you know, I you know, I'm so glad that you were able to come back to our show and we're going to let our listeners uh, know that they can find more information And Erica if you can share that where they can find and hear your story if they didn't hear your story and all the other she is a veteran uh, individuals who are part of that campaign, where, where can they find out more about that? You
0: can find it on YouTube um, at Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, um, also on Facebook, Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, the She is a Veteran campaign. There's a special folder for it. Um, and then also at our website, um, michigan.gov slash MVAA. Um, and there's a specific page for women veterans and uh, the She is a Veteran page. Check Absolutely. it out.
1: Thank you so much, Erica. And so if you haven't heard Linda's story, you have to listen. And so Linda, I don't know if you have a short poem that you can wrap it up to us in like 45 seconds to a minute, but can you share something? You don't have to finish it all. They can find you somewhere
2: else, but we'd love to hear something. Absolutely. Some all this right. This is a let's thank you to all the care providers and the mental health providers. I wrote a poem and it says, thank you not because the scars have gone, but because you made us believe somehow miraculously that these scars that we have hidden in disguise that these scars that we bear are beautiful. We are beautiful, powerful, and beautiful. And for that, we thank you. Thank you. And that's for all the care providers I have.
1: Wow. Well, I appreciate that. You know, and that's, you know, that was a short, short, that was a short poem, but you have some phenomenal work out there that, you know, if anybody's looking for somebody for a spoken word or, you know, Linda's the person and she has a personal passion behind it. So I wanna thank you so much for joining us again today and for sharing your story and for being willing to be vulnerable with us.
2: Absolutely, thank you for having me, it's awesome. So if you're struggling with
1: mental health um, or you, you want to reach out to someone and you wanna do what Linda and many of our other She is a Veteran candidates have done, then you can give us a call at one 800 mishfat that's 1-800-642-4838 and we can get you connected to mental health resources in your area Or if you just want to talk to somebody, you can call 1-800-273-8255, press 1, or you can text 838255, and there will be somebody there to talk to you. But you have to share your story. I always say it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to keep it to yourself. Stick with us when we return on the Veterans Perspective to talk more about Women Veterans Recognition Day.
0: Welcome back to The Veteran's Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now back to your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams. I felt like I had to work 10 times as hard to get a quarter of the respect that the males got. My advice to any woman that serves is uh, befriend your female vets with you. Stay close. Look after each other. Welcome
1: back to The Veteran's Perspective. I am so encouraged by you know what Megan Shellington was just talking about. Now, she was our final, she's a veteran uh, trailblazer campaign candidate, and she she really um, she really uh, set the bar and just really talking about how women uh, are so disconnected. And so I think that that's why you know what we're talking about today, Women Veterans Day, is so important. Would you agree, Erica?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that uh, Megan really hit it on the head that you know we need to befriend each other, connect to community, look after each other. But you know, part of that and part of what she is a veteran is about is to identify as a veteran, um, and that's you know number one. And then and then we can connect into community and benefits after that.
1: Yeah, and you know I remember I remember your story about how you had been in the room with women veterans for one of the events, you know, and in, in my prior capacity, um, and that that was like the first time you had been in a room full of women veterans and that's that's powerful because that's not the first time i've heard that and so what did that
0: feel like it was weird i'll be honest i was a giant mechanic in the navy um and i served i was the only female in my shop and so most of my service i wasn't around any women um and then when i walked into that room and there were women everywhere standing at attention and so excited about women veterans recognition day in muskegon it just kind of like it was a light bulb in my head like i need to be a part i need to be a part of this i need to advocate for this
1: yeah I, i remember that and so you know we're talking about women veterans recognition day and you mentioned muskegon they were the first city in the state actually the first entity in the state to pass a women veterans recognition day and that was in april of 2018, and then we fast forward to 2018 of June, which it actually happened to be June 15th, is when, you know, we pushed for and were able to advocate for our very first Women Veterans Day. Now we're coming up on year number four, which it's amazing, and that's why I'm so excited to introduce our final guest for today, Senator Winnie Brinks. She is the first woman to represent Grand Rapids in the Michigan Senate since Eva McCall Hamilton was elected in 1920. As the daughter of dairy farmers and Dutch immigrants, Brinks learned the importance of hard work at a young age. Her mother raised five children and ran the family's farm after the death of her father. This set an example of resilience and determination that Brinks carries with her to this day. Mm -hmm. She's dedicated to keeping the Grand Rapids and West Michigan as an economic leader in the state. In the state house, Brinks worked tirelessly to protect our drinking water from toxic PFAS contamination, create jobs, ensure every child has access, to a world-class education, and honor our state's debts to our veterans. And so she is in the district where our Grand Rapids Veterans Home is as well, which houses five women veterans. And I'm so excited to introduce her today because she is the champion behind this 2021 resolution in the Senate for Women Veterans Recognition Day. So thank you so much for joining us today, Senator Brinks.
4: Uh, it's a pleasure to join you, and um, it's an honor for me to be able to um, talk about women veterans and their contribution in our state.
1: And so, you know, I, I want to talk about this because I know that it's not always easy, and I don't think people realize that it's not always easy to, to bring about these resolutions because sometimes they can bring, they can bring you know, stress on, on people who may not see this as an important day, but what, you know, what drove you to be a part of this?
4: You know, there are, um, I think, something like 44,000 women veterans who call Michigan home. And uh, I just really, had a a growing appreciation for all of the women um, who I learned served in um, our armed forces at some point in their lives. And um, I think it was mentioned earlier, and it's probably a theme on this program, that they don't often talk about their veteran status. And I think because of that, they don't experience the appreciation from um, uh, fellow citizens. They also don't always access the benefits that they could really use. And so uh, anything that we can do to help support um, the women who have given a part of their lives to help our country and to secure our freedoms, I think is is worth our time. And, uh, you know, just the fact that I have the, the Grand Rapids Home for Veterans in my district really seemed to me this that this was a really great fit for me to introduce this resolution. Um, and so I'm just really proud to be able to do that.
1: Well, and I, you know what? The fact that there are five women veterans living at the Grand Rapids Home, I, d- I didn't even know that there were that many. Is, is huge. And, and obviously we want more women veterans to take advantage of these opportunities with the mm-hmm. veterans homes. Um, but, you know, I, I really appreciate that you have an understanding of some of the challenges that women veterans are facing. So as a woman veteran, and I know Erica can attest to this, you know, we, we, we deal with a number of things, you know, I, and I keep bringing it up, but it's so prevalent. I mean, I know women who they think about this and they cry, you know, just something as as simple as parking in a parking spot that's designated for women veterans—I mean, for veterans only—can be challenging because people we get questioned about why are we parking there? That's for veterans only, right? And so these recognition days are so important. So I appreciate all you're doing. Um, you know, I know you have women veterans in your district. Do you often hear from them, or are you you're hearing concerns from them?
4: Yeah, so, um, you know, a few years back when I first joined the legislature, um, there was, uh, we had gone through some pretty difficult times over at the Grand Rapids Home for Veterans and um, the women veterans who were active volunteers and Um, helping uh, to serve the the members of the the home, reached out to me and talked about those issues. Um, And they were really instrumental in helping resolve the problems that were going on. Um, And without their their voices and their advocacy, um, we would not have made the progress that we did over at at the Grand Rapids home at that time. Um, And they just were um, an inspiration to me. Um, There are other veterans in the district who come to my coffee hours sometimes, women veterans, and some. Sometimes I discover as they talk about other issues that they're also a veteran. Um, And so I always try to bring that up and to um, express my appreciation, but also to let them know um, that what they did is important, even though a lot of people overlook it.
1: Yeah, that, you know, that's, you bring up a great point. You know, we just launched a media campaign on June 1st to, to help veterans identify. There are so many veterans out there that don't identify as a veteran. They've served our country. They've served on active duty. They've served honorably, they've served in the reserve or national guard, but they don't think they're a veteran because they didn't serve in combat or because they served in peacetime or because they are a woman. Um, You know, so, you know, we are really trying to get that information out there. And days like this are what's important. And I I did want to tell you something, Senator Brinks, is that because of, you know, champions like you, champions like Terry Sable and, and the other champions that have come along the way in the last four years, you know, Detroit actually just announced today that they passed the resolution naming June 12th Women Veterans Recognition Day. So, you know, they're looking at the things that you've done and the things that, you know, other legislators across the state have done and even the governor with her proclamation and they're taking a stand. So it is it's working. So I just wanted to share that with you.
4: Yeah, I really appreciate that feedback. It's it's really awesome to hear uh, when when we do something that makes a real impact to improve people's lives. So that's very, very rewarding to hear.
1: Well, if you know, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to say to women veterans or veterans out there in general before we wrap up the show today?
4: Yeah, I want to express my deep personal appreciation for their service, and I want to um, help them know that there is help if they have issues that are arising for them or for their family members, and to reach out to their legislative offices, and we can try and connect them with resources. Um, I'm sure the department has liaisons that they can reach out to. I know counties have services for veterans, so do not be shy. Uh, Make sure that you are taking advantage of any services available to you that uh, could help improve your life. So I I just can't emphasize that enough.
1: Well, that is great advice. Thank you so much for joining us today, Senator. Thank you,
4: and have a great day.
1: Thank you, and thank you, Erica, for joining us as a co-host. And I also want to thank Andrew Robichaud, Linda Jones, and again, Senator Winnie Briggs for joining us. Just as a reminder, uh, they're celebrating Women Veterans Day in Detroit. So just make sure that you check out Detroit's uh, website to find out more information as how you can support. You can also support women veterans by joining us for the 5K, which will take place between June 12th today and June 19th. You can still sign up at Eventbrite. and search for Michigan Women Veterans 5K to register. And you may not get your shirt and your challenge coin right away, but you will get that in the mail at some time. But you can also stay connected by posting videos and photos on Facebook or Twitter along with hashtag WomenVeterans5K. Thank you so much. As always, you can call us at 1-800-MISHVET. That's 1-800-642-4838. See you next week on The Veterans Perspective.